You are listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 174. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing, and you should too. Well, hello everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. Now, this is a show dedicated to helping real people, that is you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, a fiduciary, an educator, a Dave Ramsey Smart Vester Pro, and a wealth advisor. It is great to be with you today, and today's episode is the four pillars of the new retirement. But before we get to the topic of the day, if you are a first-time listener, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. If you've been around for a while listening to some episodes and like what you're hearing and have learned from the Best in Wealth podcast, if you would do me a big favor, go to that Purple Podcast iTunes app and give Best in Wealth a review. That would be awesome. Now, how do you feel about change? Me? (laughs) Not so good. I love routine. I thrive on a routine. You know, studies show that we all need a routine. Kids, oh man, kids desperately need a routine. Same bedtime, same kind of morning routine. I mean, my daughter watches video after video about morning routines, but doing the same thing. And then the routine of going to school and chores, bedtime, all of that routine is so important for kids, but it's so important for adults too. We like to talk to our kids about having to have a good routine, but we need routines as well. And especially studies show that when we're in retirement, we need to have a routine as well. And I thrive on having a routine. So when something changes in my life, it adds anxiety. I mean, I'm going on vacation this coming Sunday. That's why I'm recording the podcast. You won't hear this podcast for a couple of weeks, but I'm recording a week early. But we're going to Utah. We're going to Park City, Utah. My whole family, we're going to hike, we're going to bike, we're going to swim, we're going to have a great time. But that means my routine is going to change. I'm not going to be sleeping in my own bed. I'm sure my bedtime's going to change. I'm going to have to get on an airplane one morning. That adds anxiety in and of itself. My oldest daughter and her boyfriend stay up really late. I'll probably, my bedtime's going to get all screwed up. I'm not going to be going to my same gym to work out, going to my same office to work. Things are going to be different next week. There's going to be change. I can feel the anxiety already. You know, when I started in the wireless industry in the 90s, the owner of the company made everyone read the book, Who Moved My Cheese? It was a book all about embracing change because change 
Even though I don't like it, it's inevitable. And change, even though I don't like it, is a great thing. Let's get to the topic of the day. All right, here we go. The four pillars of the new retirement. Inspiration from uh, a study that Edward Jones did, and I'm going to attach to the show notes, was how I came up with this episode. So they did a big study on the four pillars of the new retirement, and I'm going to touch on just a few of the things that I've taken from this study. We're going to talk about changing times. Oh no, here comes the anxiety. We're going to talk about the definition of the new retirement, the definition of success, and then what are the four pillars according to the study. And again, I will attach the study in a clickable link in the show notes of the Best in Wealth podcast, episode number 174. So if you go to bestinwealth.com, find episode 174, you can read the whole study for yourself. But times are changing as much as I don't like them. And retirement has completely changed over the last 50, 40, 30 years, even 10 years. I mean, if you look way back, you know, we worked until we were 65 and then we retired and we didn't live that much longer. We didn't have to save a lot of money because Social Security was there. A lot of people had pensions. There weren't 401ks, weren't even in existence. If we were lucky, we saved some money, but we weren't living that long. And then we were gone. That was retirement. But like I said, times are changing and powerful forces are converging to reshape retirement. And one is the longevity revolution. Now, even though average life expectancy because of COVID-19 has gone down in the last year, but overall average life expectancy is projected to skyrocket From 47 years at the start of the 20th century, that was the average life expectancy at the start of the 20th century, to 85 by 2020. Isn't that incredible? The longevity revolution. The other way that things are changing is the aging of the massive boomer generation. We are about to see an unprecedented number of Americans 65 plus up from 35 million in 2000 to 86 million in 2050. The aging, massive boomer generation. How else are things changing? Well, growing inequities. Health and wealth inequality between racial groups and gender have been around for many, many years. But the gaps are growing and in some instances becoming a crisis. How else are things changing? An absence of retirement financial preparation, which pretty much means that my job is going to be safe for a while. Because among households ages between 45 and 54, 42% do not have any retirement savings. And the median retirement balance is only 100000 And very few people actually have a comprehensive retirement plan to go off of as their blueprint to get to and live through retirement. And finally, how are things changing? Well, the COVID effect. 
While retirement was already transforming before COVID-19, the pandemic has accelerated key retirement trends, disrupting retirement as we know it. And we're going to explore just a couple of the areas of how times are changing in the rest of this podcast. And the first is the definition of the new retirement. And so in this study that Edward Jones did, they were asked people what the definition was. What was their definition of retirement or check the box that closely resembles how you feel retirement is? And 56% say that the definition of the new retirement is a new chapter in life. I like this. I'm a positive dude. And I think we all should think about our retirement years as a new chapter building new routines. And I think 100% of people should think about new retirement as a new chapter, but 56% is where we landed. 28% call the definition of the new retirement a time for rest and relaxation. So I would question those 28% of people. And if someone was in my office that simply said they wanted to rest and relax in retirement, I think they're missing the mark. Do we want to rest? Oh, yes, we want to rest. Do we want to relax? Oh, my goodness. My daughters call me the king of relaxation sometimes. Yes. However, we're missing the mark because we need a new routine that simply isn't waking up and watching Netflix, resting and relaxing, because that will get us old really fast, and that won't create any new meaning in our life. When I talk about needing to build a routine, it's not wake up, eat breakfast, watch Netflix, eat lunch, watch Netflix, eat dinner, watch Netflix, go to bed. That is a recipe for disaster. I want those 28% of people that think of the new retirement as rest and relaxation. I want to bump them up into thinking about retirement as a completely new chapter in your life, a chapter that will be filled with some rest, some relaxation, but building a routine with purpose. Well, there's two other definitions of retirement too that In this survey, people have called the new retirement. 9% have called the new retirement a continuation of what life was. So I think of the good and bad there. Because there are some people who love what they're doing right now. They have purpose. They may be making money, but they don't want to leave their job or their career because it brings so much fulfillment to their life. And hopefully, there's still time for rest and relaxation with this purpose. So a continuation of what life was is an opposite of the new chapter. But if you are completely loving what you're doing and have purpose, I think I'm okay with this. But I also think that a lot of people that checked this box, or a lot of the 9%, were people that just don't think that they can afford to retire. There will be no new chapter because they have to keep working the job that they're working for the rest of their life because they have not planned for retirement. They have not planned for how they're going to fund the new chapter in life. I think that's what most people 
of the 9% were thinking when they checked the box. So to me, that's sad. And if that's you, there's time right now to take a look at your life and decide that you can change and make things work because you will burn out and end up bitter if you continue to do the same thing over and over simply to pay the bills, but you're miserable. There's one more definition of the new retirement. 7% of the people called the definition of the new retirement the beginning of the end. Yeah, that's what they said, the beginning of the end. I hope anyone listening to this podcast does not think of retirement or the new retirement as the beginning of the end. That sounds depressing to me because we already talked about the longevity revolution. The average life expectancy by 2050 is projected to be 85. It's close to 80 right now. A lot of people live very healthy to 90 plus. If you're going to retire at age 60 or 65 or even 67 and still have potentially 20 plus years, I hope that you don't think that retirement is the beginning of the end. And I think the lesson for all of us is that the definition of the new retirement should be a new chapter in your life. And if that's the case, and I hope that it is, let's start planning that new chapter right now. Because I'll tell you, a lot of my clients or even prospective clients, they're so worried about the money part that they forget about the other part. If there's no thoughtful purpose to their new chapter, it can be depressing going into retirement. So let's iron that stuff out before you clock in or clock out, I should say, to start your new chapter in life. Within the Edward Jones study, there was also some talk of the definition of success. What is the definition of success? And there were boxes that you could check to define the definition of success. But why I wanted to bring this up is they actually define success per age group. So they asked Gen Zers, millennials, Gen Xers, boomers, and the silent generation the same question and then broke it out in this study. And for those of you that need a little lesson and maybe what generation class you're in, if you're a Gen Zer, you're between 18 and 23. If you're a millennial, you're between 24 and 39. Gen Xers are between the ages of 40 and 55. Boomers are 56 to 74. And the silent generation, 75 plus. So of all of these groups, they were all asked to give the definition of success. Is it achieving wealth? Is it having a career that you're proud of? Is it having a positive impact on family and others? And finally, is it being happy with who you are and what you're doing? So let's start with achieving wealth because I found this very interesting. And I have friends and I know people that define success as the size of their bank account. And when I look at this study, I see a clear path of a lot of people, how they may start to define success 
early in their life and then as it evolves and changes because of the different groups achieving wealth, 26% of Gen Zers say that the definition of success is achieving wealth, 26%. 13% of millennials, so half as much, 6% of Gen Xers, 4% of boomers, and 3% of the silent generation. So the youngest group, Gen Zers, ages 18 to 23, say that the definition of success is achieving wealth. Well, the elders, the older, the more informed, the more educated, say that only 3%, only 3% of people surveyed ages 75 and above say that the definition of success is achieving wealth. And I can understand that because I know plenty of people who have a lot of wealth, but very little health. And they would cash in all that wealth for just a little more health. What about the next category, having a career that you're proud of? Does that, what percentage of each age group calls that the definition of success? Gen Zers, 18%. Millennials, 19%. Gen Xers, 9%. Boomers, 7%. And then the silent generation goes up a little bit to 11%. But still, the younger generations feel like the definition of success, more of them, is having a career that you're proud of. The older you get, the less important it becomes. The younger you are, achieving wealth and having a career that you're proud of defines success. The older you are, those are not quite as important. The next definition of success, according to the study, is having a positive impact on family and or others. Is that the definition of success? Well, 22% of Gen Zers say it is. 27% of millennials say it is. 40% of Gen Xers say that having a positive impact on family and others is the definition of success. 42% of boomers and 47% of the silent generation. The older you are, having a positive impact is more correlated to their definition of success. And finally, being happy with who you are and what you're doing. Is that your definition of success? And as you might expect, and I won't go through all the percentages, the younger you are, the less you feel like that's a definition because you're more into the achieving wealth and having a good career. The older you are, boomers, especially at 61%, being happy with who you are and what you're doing. Where in that new chapter of your life that we just talked about? What is your definition of success? It's something to really think about. And the last thing I wanted to cover before I run out of time here in this podcast is what exactly are the four pillars according to the study? I wanted to know what these were because if you listen to the podcast a lot, you know that I talk about the family stewardship approach to investing and financial planning and retirement. And we talk often about your cornerstones and building abundance in your cornerstones, which are family and friends and career and health, both inner health and physical health and your finances. Those are the cornerstones, and we want to build abundance in those cornerstones so that we can achieve 
happiness with our life and view our life as success and our new chapter in our life is filled with the things that are most important to us. And notice, it's not all money. That's only one facet. And that money just kind of fuels the other things. So I was real curious to feel or figure out or read what were the four pillars of the new retirement according to this Edward Jones study. And these are in no particular order, but pillar one is health. Part of what's New about retirement is a longer lifespan and more years in this life stage, like we talked about. Good health offers choices. Unfortunately, most adults spend 10 years in poor health. The most feared condition in America is Alzheimer's and other forms of dementia. 90% of Americans older than 50 say that being healthy is about being able to do the things you want. I already talked about health. Health, in my opinion, is more important than wealth. If you're healthy, you can build yourself a little wealth. If you're not healthy, it doesn't matter how much wealth you have. Because if longevity is going up, we want to make sure those years are filled with healthy years. Yeah, doing the things that we want, which sometimes that's getting out of bed without being sore. It's a lot of different things. Pillar number two is family. Family is the greatest source of satisfaction, according to this survey. It's the greatest source of support and purpose. But on the other hand, adults 50 plus worry about becoming a burden on their families. But they are willing to offer financial support to family regardless of how it affects their future. Family is a huge pillar. Family is right there. Family should be right there with your spirituality, which I didn't mention is another cornerstone that we talk about often. 72% of retirees say being a burden to their family is one of the top fears. But one in four Americans older than 65 have not discussed their end-of-life care preferences with anyone, including their family. So when I think about me and my family, family is the most important thing in my life, my family, my spirituality. But I do not want to be a burden on my kids. So I want to make sure that I'm effectively planning and creating purpose and staying healthy in the new chapter of my life called retirement. Pillar number three is purpose. Retirees say the greatest source of purpose is from spending time with loved ones. Wow, that's connected with family. I mean, loved ones don't have to all be family, but you know what I'm saying. They also value learning and growing in the new chapter of their life. Yet now, when you have more than seven hours of free time, one in three retirees struggle to find purpose in retirement. That's why we need to talk about this stuff and plan it out now. Plan the next chapter of your life now. 89% of Americans feel there should be more ways for retirees to use their talents and knowledge for the benefit of others. I'm telling you right now, there is a way. We just need to find it together and you will find your purpose. The fourth pillar, finances. The role of money in retirement is to provide security and freedom. Over half of retirees wish they had budgeted more for unexpected expenses. 
So when it comes to the unexpected, the cost of healthcare is more worrisome than a recession, according to folks in the new chapter of their life. Two-thirds of Americans who plan to retire in the next 10 years say they have no idea what their health and long-term care costs will be in retirement. And that, my friends, is exactly why we start to plan now for the next chapter of your life. All right. Are those your four pillars? Health, man, health has to be one of your four pillars in the next chapter of your life. We need to be healthy and we can start being healthy now. And I know I'm on my soapbox talking because I fall in my, my, my ruts of eating bad and not working out and those kinds of things, but they need to be on the forefront and the focus of our life. It's not about getting a six pack. It's about functional health. And what about family? If you have family right now that you're distant to, can we build a bridge right now to close that gap and listen i'm no psychologist and there might be bridges burned and really good reason that bridges are burned but maybe it's time to step out and extend that olive branch and bring your family closer and thinking about family and friends should be at the heart of the new chapter of your life what about purpose 89% of Americans feel like they don't have a good way to find their purpose. And we need to do that. We need to find purpose in retirement because it is a long chapter in our life. And when we don't feel purpose, we don't feel wanted, and we start getting old quickly. And finally, finances. Finances are never the most important, but those finances fuel everything else. They fuel your health. You have more retirement income. You can buy healthier food. You can go to that better gym. You can hire a personal trainer, a dietitian, so many different things when you have the finances to do it. So get a good, solid retirement plan now. And if you want to talk about this, send me an email, scott at bestandwealth.com or go to bestandwealth.com and schedule a 15-minute discussion. My time is up. I hope everyone has a fantastic week and I will see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, everyone. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.